you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Oh, another busy. My deadline of December 2nd mm-hmm. is coming up quickly and like this week it's like a wash mm-hmm. and I took off extra days so it's an extra wash <laughs> so but mm-hmm. I I'm gonna get it done I always do um I definitely was procrastinating a little bit so it's kind of come back at me but mm-hmm. as usual I rally and get it done mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those moments like they don't know you procrastinated mm-hmm. so it don't matter right it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one heard it, did it fall? <laughs> it's like, if no one knew you procrastinated, you still hit the deadline. Were you procrastinating? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes, I was. <laughs> but I will meet my deadlines, and that's all that matters. Right. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay. I feel like it's the end of the year, winding down. I have a lot on my mind. Mm-hmm. Who knows what next year will be? I think that's front and center of some of my thoughts outside of just work. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. sit down, please. <laughs> right, stay say inside. That. Please. Yeah, yeah. I think it's weird, though. I've seen so many, like, some influencers, some people, like, they're traveling home for the holidays, and I'm like, I hope the odds are in your favor. Yeah. I'm just saying, you're taking a risk. You want to take the risk, that's fine. And I really just hope that, you know, it's not as bad as they say. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. The way mm-hmm. they speak about how bad it's going to be, mm-hmm. hopefully it's not. Right. And yeah. that's what I'll say to that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, my week was busy as well. My deadline for my project at work is Tuesday. So I basically got one more day to finish up um, everything so that we can be good to go. And then I had some deadlines for um, the certificate program I'm in. So it was just a busy week but like I spent this weekend kind of catching up on like TV and everything that I didn't get to see during the week um because you know fall-ish at this point TV is back um so yeah that's pretty much how I spent my week and weekend um so what's going on in media so um I'll start with we had a versus the versus battle mm-hmm. with Gucci Man and Jeezy, and if you don't know, they have quite a history and past. Right, definitely have hasn't been like rectified. Well, it wasn't rectified up until this point, supposedly, because I still don't feel like it's all love. I think it's just be cordial. I don't. Think I it's agree. Like I think they ever going to be besties or anything. But like they that, not going to cap each other in the street, right? right? Yeah. So we they did the version. I actually watched it because I wasn't going to at mm-hmm. first, but I don't know. I was like, oh, I'll put it on, and I ended up enjoying it. Although mm-hmm. Gucci, you really let down the city of Baltimore. <laughs> I have to tell. Well, you. not even that. I feel like he didn't play a lot of. No, game. he didn't. Gucci, he didn't come to win. He came to be petty, and he was. <laughs> yeah, because when he sang that, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of that one song. But I feel like as soon as he started that, I feel mm-hmm. like. 
the entire time I was like, ooh, 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 like, oh, oh, like, yeah. this was weird, this was tense. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't play Freaky Girl, he Lemonade. didn't play Lemonade, he played On Deck for the Baltimoreans. <laughs> it is a, I don't know why that went in, like, we will two step to anything, yeah. don't get us wrong, but there are a few songs that are like, in Baltimore, two stepping classics, yeah. and On Deck is one of them, mm-hmm. and so I just felt slighted. Like, I was happy that he played Photo Shoot, because mm-hmm. that's another one, but I was just like, excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, I just, he, it, I, he didn't come to win, in my opinion. No, because then when he played he his song not. with like, Bruno Mars, Sir... Let us be very clear here. No one's really interested in your current hits as he kept... He was like, come on, let's be current. We don't want current But that was him, again, trying to be petty. It wasn't him trying to actually win. Because I think that he could have, to be honest with you. I do, too, but the thing is, like, we didn't want his current either. So, yeah, you have current music out, Mm -hmm. and it's not bad, but, like... We want to hear right. what we want to hear. Yeah, I think I, I think it could have been a tighter race had he actually focused. He'd been more on strategic winning. with yeah, his song selection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they strategic ended, in the wrong purpose. Right. <laughs> they ended it with icy, so it's definitely a, a a nice boy is my moment mm-hmm. because Monica acted like she didn't want to sing. <laughs> At least both of them uh-huh. full blown wrapped it. Yeah. So I'm gonna give them a nod because Monica was acting like she's good, and I'm still not over that clearly because mm-hmm. you could have just sang it. <laughs> Okay, um, anyway, also I just want to give a shout out to Megan Stein because her actual album, her first album came out, which, as y'all know, like, back in the Dizzy, it was such a clear difference between mixtapes and albums, Mm -hmm. where these days, unless they say it, you kind of don't always know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we would have to go to, like, that piff, like, you would have to go outside of the normal spaces to get these mixtapes and a lot of it wasn't original music. A lot mm-hmm. of it was um, instrumentals of other songs and things like that. So she's had a lot of mixed technical mixtapes, but mm-hmm. this was her actual debut album. I listened to it. Overall, I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. Um, that stupid body Adi song is definitely in my head. I definitely attempted to do the dance. <laughs> I definitely look crazy as hell. Uh-uh. We're no. going to make a real. No, we ain't. <laughs> Maybe you can. I'm happy to film you. I have attempted that twice in the mirror, and I just was laughing at my own self. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that... Maybe just, with, we have some upcoming video content. Maybe I'll get you to do it then. <laughs> no, you won't. No. Maybe. We'll see. No. Y'all no. or y'all will see. <laughs> no, I ain't embarrassing myself. Okay, I don't know why that. Look, look at me. I'm trying to do it now. It does not come to me. But she looked great in the video. Mm-hmm. I like the song, and overall, I like the album. Um, overall, I thought it was a good album. I haven't had a chance to listen to anything but that one song yet. So. Okay, overall, I like the album. She definitely addressed. Uh, uh, what's his name? Irrelevant. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally can't think of his name right now, but I, like I did where hear going. that song too. Yeah. So the shots fire song. Here's what mm-hmm. I'll say: one, she had to address it. Mm-hmm. He did a whole album about her and all of it, and she did one song kinda mm-hmm. where she full blown said what she wanted to say. I appreciate her doing it at the top because mm-hmm. it's like this is what it is, and we move on to the rest of the songs. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like she's only, I mean, in the in regards of like making music about it, mm-hmm. you started it. Mm-hmm. So to me, 
Like, I don't know how anyone is saying anything. But also, typically, in this whole beef, a lot of hate that Megan gets to me is um, irrelevant fans who typically are black men. So, we, we I could say a lot about that mm-hmm. and how we already feel unsupported by black men. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say, I support the album. Now, the one thing I am going to look into more and I want some stuff to be said is she also has a line with Fashion Nova. Mm -hmm. However, I read two articles about two pieces Mm -hmm. where like copied from black designers and that made me go, ooh, I don't like that. What we do know is Fashion Nova definitely has a long history, their fast fashion, of ripping off designers. So we know this is on brand for them. One could say, or for one of the designers... Um, she was saying that her team literally asked her for this dress. So mm-hmm. that is like, what's up? Mm-hmm. So on one hand, you could say maybe she wasn't aware. On one hand, at the end of the day, it's still responsibility falls on her and her mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And so I just think something needs to be said about that. I was about to say, I wonder if she will make a statement about something it. Something got to be said, because I feel like you got to do something. Do. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. Um, and when I heard it, I was disappointed, but I also know that I don't know how the collabs work. Once again, not taking blame off Megan. I don't know if designers bring you you stuff. I don't know if you bring them stuff. Mm -hmm. I do wonder how those collabs work anyway with brands, even outside of Fashion Nova. Yeah, because like Fashion to Figure does it with Right, Pretty Little Thing. Like all, pretty much all brands do it now. They collab with artists or influencers and yeah. I don't know how that design process works mm-hmm. so I'm mm-hmm. curious of that anyway mm-hmm. but I just heard that I was like well I don't like that <laughs> I don't like that mm. okay moving on honestly I feel like that's really all I really need to say mm-hmm. I think um, more election crap like Georgia came and reconfirmed that Biden won right. um, transition hasn't been pretty much possible. Right, so Biden asking for money. So I saw that and I was going to say, and I'm just like, sir, we trying to get money from you. We in a panoramic. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, we looking for you to give us checks. So you ain't going to get over here. (laughs) But it also makes me go, how is that, like, I'm, this is the part of me when I say this is what I don't know and I've been starting to read to like, how how is is this legally possible? Like, whether he likes it or not, like, I feel like, how is this possible for him to be blocking it like this? Agreed. Um, he need to go. Yeah, I think it's 60 days. Like, <laughs> let's get it moving, because this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and yeah, I really feel like that's it. Outside of my COVID, just be safe, please, mm-hmm. and try to be responsible. Um, states are shutting back down. Yeah. You know, just, just... Be careful. Right. Careful, careful, careful. Especially because it's cold, so I know you can't be gathered outside as often where you could socially distance. So just, just, you know, get back on your Zoom happy hours if you got to. Right, just (laughs) embrace that a little bit more. I know it's not fun. I know know we don't like it. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the funnest thing, but I just feel like we didn't experience... COVID in this way during the cold flu season. Right. And I just feel like... Because it literally hit us as we transitioned into right. spring. So we don't know. Right. And just... 
I know it sucks and it's unfortunate because it does suck. And mm-hmm. I'm ready for a normal life as well. Mm-hmm. But with the fact that when you get corona, it's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's mild, sometimes it's not. And it's been cleared. And we clearly know that, you know, you can have a pre-existing condition. It could take you out. You can be healthy as a horse and it could take you out. Right. And then you could... And then you get over it, but then a lot of people have long-term effects. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like just, you know, really be ready to take that risk. Right. That you're really risking your health mm-hmm. and possibly your life. And others. And others. And I was talking to, um, we're like, I'll say we're like social media friends. We went to college together, but we weren't like friend friends. But mm-hmm. she's a nurse and she lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And she just talks about how she gets so frustrated. She's like, I can't tell you how many... Um, body bags that zip up a day. Mm. And so I feel like if y'all really want some perspective, talk to an, uh, a healthcare essential worker in your life to really get more perspective. Because I do think if that's not talked about more, like there's a sector who, and being in healthcare work is already difficult. You already will see death. So I'm yeah. not, you know what I mean? That is a part of it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But what they're seeing now and how they're working now is totally different. Yeah. So if you want some perspective, talk talk to a nurse. Talk mm-hmm. to a nurse and you'll get it. I mean, she when I read that message, I got chills. Because I know that's true. I know that every day that's a part of it now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to keep being on my COVID high horse. What's up? <laughs> um, Bravo? Yes. So, Bravo moments. I'm going to be relatively quick with Housewives of Potomac because... The one thing I don't like that Potomac has done is they stretch things out. So, mm-hmm. as we know, at this point, I'm pretty much waiting for Candace to find out that Ashley has sided with Monique in this space and, you know, wrote up a statement. Mm-hmm. They stretched it out again. I thought we were going to get it on this last episode, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. So, this is what it is. So, we talked about how, like, Ashley decided to write a statement on Monique's behalf, not and not as a... Monique is a great person, is out of character, but uh, Candace has a history of being violent and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So against Candace. In Ashley's mind, she's saying that she just wants to be supportive to Monique and she don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Monique will go to jail. I don't... I gotta be honest, and I hope they talk about this reunion. Did Monique and Monique's lo- uh, law team, lawyers really think she was going to jail. Mm-hmm. As a bystander, as a watcher, I'm like, there was no way. She don't have a past record. No one went to the hospital. There was no, like, ambulance on the scene. Like, mm-hmm. maybe she would have got community service. Maybe she would have got fined. There was no way she was going to jail. So right. that whole thing, she go to jail. I'm like, did y'all, did you really think <laughs> she was going to go to jail for that? Mm-hmm. No blood was drawn, no nothing? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but anyway... So, they're at, they're first they're at a dinner, and at this point, Ashley and Candace are supposedly trying to move on. At this dinner, Ashley is coming at Candace in a very aggressive way, mm-hmm. and it's annoying, and this is why I'm annoyed with it. While I'm not the biggest fan of Candace, if you're agreeing to try to move forward, you can't keep bringing up the past. Mm-hmm. So, if she's apologized, and you're accepting that and moving forward, you have to move forward. Because it's not, I don't think it's fair of Candace to think y'all on this space of trying to be better and mm-hmm. make a new, and then anytime you feel like it, you just bring it up. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's getting annoying with Ashley is Ashley to me, and something Giselle said, which I agree, Ashley was like Candace before she had a kid. Mm-hmm. Ashley, now that she's a mother, is a lot more 
considerate, a light more kind, a mm-hmm. more thoughtful with her words. Prior to her being a mother, she was more like Candace, sometimes saying some really foul things that would get you popped, that should get you popped in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's very convenient of Ashley to now kind of forget how she somehow, like, terrorized these women over the years. And mm-hmm. they reminded of her at the dinner, like, let's be clear, you was just as nasty as she was. Right. And just because you had a baby doesn't mean everyone needs to forget the past things you said that were extremely hurtful. Right. She's attacked families and marriages and things like that. The same thing she's complaining about Candace doing, mm-hmm. she has actively done to a lot of the other women on the cast. Mm. So I just, also, I appreciated that moment where they slightly humbled her. Right. Yeah. Um, wrapping it up, Ashley lets Robin and Giselle know, because none of the housewives know at this point, um, that she did submit comments mm-hmm. on Monique's behalf uh, as a character witness for like, Candace saying that she's like basically violent or whatever. Mm-hmm. They felt like um, that was too far, and they alleged that part of the reason why Ashley is loyal to Monique is because we know last season Ashley's husband was accused of sexually assaulting a camera a cameraman mm-hmm. on the show, mm-hmm. and there was all this controversy about the cameras and things like that. And supposedly, where it happened, there were supposedly no cameras, mm-hmm. and so. They're slightly were alleging that Ashley could be being so supportive of Monique because Monique could have possibly got rid of tapes and stuff like that. What I'll say to that is I don't believe it in the sense of because if this was went to court, if there's a subpoena for the tapes, Mm -hmm. she would have to give them up. Right. And when my friend actually looked into it, so Bravo requested the tapes from home, but not like Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious with what happened with the case. At the end of the day, do I believe Monique like destroyed tapes for Ashley? I don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, do I believe Ashley is helping Monique? Because part of it, yeah, that's her friend, but Ashley has an axe to grind with Candace, and mm-hmm. I think her putting that statement out there is a part of her still irritation with Candace, and she's not really over their beef. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's part of why she did it. Mm-hmm. My last note I will say is, on a couple episodes prior to this, Robin has some hat line, and she asks the ladies to model the hats. And this moment with um, Giselle, them two girls get on my nerves, where basically they was looking at all the pictures, and they were saying that like uh, Karen's pictures didn't look right, and you know this is a young brand, and things mm-hmm. like that. First of all, I'm going to say, yes, there's an age gap between Karen and the rest of the ladies, but, like, it's not that apparent. She mm-hmm. doesn't look, to me, she doesn't look 35,000 years older the way they were speaking. Mm-hmm. And two, if your brand is young and hip and you wanted that, why did you ask her to be a part of it? You had these ladies come. You didn't set up hair and makeup for them. Mm-hmm. You didn't even tell them what clothes to wear. So for someone, To go with the dad To hats. go with the hats, because honestly... None of their outfits went with the hats that they had on. Oh, so for you to sit up here and say you're trying to make this your brand and business, you didn't give them hair and makeup. You didn't even at least tell them the type of clothes to wear. Right. So for you to now just pick on Karen, I just feel like, girl, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Won't you pay some real models since it's your business? Won't right. you invest a little bit? <laughs> so that's all I have to say about Potomac. Moving to Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. So actually this week, well, last week when I watched, we got episode two 
and three. Mm-hmm. So last we left off was at the party that was for Meredith. That really wasn't for Meredith. It was for Jim. Mm-hmm. And we left off with this whole hospital thing. You smell right. like hospital, whatever. So eventually, a truce was kind of, kind of given. They sort of hugged it out and said, "Look, let's move forward." Mm-hmm. Um, they end up going on. Um, they do a little ski. Okay, I'm getting confused. Hold on, y'all. Let me go to my notes. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me go to my notes. Let me go to my notes. Let me go to my notes. Okay. All right. So we end, <clears throat> and then we end up. So after that, Whitney, who had her marriage renewal, mm-hmm. went up to talk to Lisa. Lisa's the one who owns the liquor brands that no one has ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So I guess Lisa gifted her bartenders in liquor. So she went to talk to Lisa to say, look, thank you so much for the gift. I did want to let you know that the bartenders got messy. They had been drunk, which we know they shouldn't be drinking on the job. Right. And they were like breaking some glassware and things like that. And she, to me, I still believe she said it to her in a way of they're representing your brand. I don't know if you work with them or you send them out to gigs, but be aware that that's the sort of behavior that is coming Across, because she also, and then she also spoke about how, like, they ran out relatively early. Mm-hmm. So Lisa, to me, took it the wrong way. First, she felt like she was being ungrateful, which, in her tone and demeanor, I don't believe Whitney was being ungrateful. I believe it was general, your your brand is important to you, mm-hmm. they are an extension of your brand, and if you're using them for gigs, you should be aware that those people are messy. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I, I mean, I sent enough liquor for 500 people, and, I mean, you know, this can be so, you're trying to ruin my brand. And it's like, no. No, they are. They <laughs> are. And two, if you literally brought, if you literally sent her liquor for 500 people, that party looked like maybe 50, 50 60 people. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. So mm-hmm. stop. So the thing, so that was annoying. So Lisa kind of took that and ran with it. And she definitely seems like a grudge holder because mm-hmm. that should have been nothing and she made it into something. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what eventually happened that was off camera, there was a supposed phone conversation where Lisa was kind of like threatening Whitney to be like, if you want to keep going on about my brand and this bartender's thing, then maybe people need to know about the fact that people say you and your husbands are swingers. Mm. So that offended Whitney. She's like, because why, like, you're like threatening me. Right. And I think because Whitney has already a tarnished reputation from cheating on her husband and being with him and all that, and she doesn't like anything like that because she, I guess she probably, which is fair, she already feels like a target has been on her Mm -hmm. as she's been excommunicated from her church. Mm -hmm. You know, her side man is her husband. Mm -hmm. Her father has been, has left the church for his own substance abuse. So I just feel like she already feel like she has a sort of negative reputation. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Lisa was like putting it out there that she would even be like, well, I'm going to bring this up, bothered her. Right. So, the ladies go on a little ski day trip. Um, They're skiing. No one cares. (laughs) And um, they get to the dinner where Whitney, like, addresses Lisa of how she's feeling. (laughs) Excuse me. And she kind of brings up that you kind of threatened me. Lisa gave off an energy to me. She lied. She was like, I didn't say that. Da, 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 da. And then in the same token, she was like, I mean, I just told you what I heard. So I'm like, uh, so what she said was true. Right. You did bring it up. And you probably did bring it up in a threatening way. Mm-hmm. And now you're being defensive about it. And she's being all dismissive like, 
I don't care enough to judge you. You're not on my radar. That's how she she talks like she needs to <clears throat> clear her throat, by the way. <laughs> and so my thing is, it's like, if you don't care, then what is this? Because mm-hmm. this is based off of a conversation you prompted with her. So, right. like, if you don't care about her, this wouldn't even be a thing. Mm-hmm. Heather, who has an extra ground with Lisa because she feels like Lisa thinks she's better than her, kind of chimes in. Because if I don't think I said this, but... Heather and Whitney are actual cousins. Ah, okay. So she kind of chimed in to see, to talk about her um, feelings with Lisa about like, you know, you think you're better than me, you're dismissive, you act like you don't know me. Mm-hmm. I really want Heather to not be so bothered by this woman because like, y'all not friends like that. And do Lisa know who she is and acting like she don't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like match her energy because to me, Heather looks like a little pathetic, like waning for this woman's energy that she don't want to be bothered with you. You know mm-hmm. you haven't done anything wrong with this woman. Mm-hmm. Y'all are in the same circle, and I would just be cordial, but keep it moving. So I'm right. still hoping that moving forward, Lisa doesn't get so un... Heather, right, I'm still learning names. <laughs> Heather doesn't get so unhinged by Lisa, because, like, mm-hmm. ignore her. Mm-hmm. Other thing we realize is Meredith... The one where she moved to Utah because her husband was working, but he's always in Chicago. Where they're separated, so that mm. makes reason as to why he's always in Chicago. Gotcha. He alleges that he don't really trust her. He brought up like her phone. She won't show her phone to him, and it definitely, I definitely, I'm sure we will get more energy as to why they're separated. Mm-hmm. But he definitely feel like she up to something. I ain't gonna say cheating, but it seems like he doesn't trust everything she's saying to him, like where she is, what she's doing. Something mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll figure it out. Present day, I think they're still married, so right. maybe they will, but that's obviously going to be a storyline on the show. Mm-hmm. So then we got episode three. So I like this episode because we got to know Mary more, and this is Mary is the one who married her step-grandmother. The grandmother, uh, yeah. Right. Grandma. So a part of her family story, the plot thickens, like I need more time with Mary talking about her family. <laughs> So as she said before, you know, the grandmother felt very passionate about her taking over the church and everything and marrying her husband. Right. To the point where it caused a divide between Mary's mother and her. Mm -hmm. Apparently Mary's mama wanted to marry. Oh, you know what? Girl! And so they're at a disconnect now. She's saying that her and her mother used to have such a great relationship. And when this all transpired, the mother was upset somehow that she didn't get to marry her mama's man. I was like, so we fighting over grandma and mama's man? Right. This, do this man got the magic stick? I'm Girl, confused. I don't know. And this is just weird because they trying to pass from grandma to daughter to granddaughter. I'm like, what is this? And so she said that she felt like part of it was the money part. Like, her mother wanted the money. She wanted the church, the homes, Mm -hmm. all the stuff like that. But I'm like, what I am saying is that the grandmother had money. Mm -hmm. And it didn't seem like she got it through him. Right. So, clearly, it had to be written that a part of this getting mama's money was marrying him. Mm Mm-hmm. She talked about how, like, when she first married him, it was awkward. Like, she talked about the honeymoon. They didn't have sex. She was, like, claiming she was on her period for, like, weeks <sighs> just to, like, avoid it. Because if she just didn't feel yeah. she was young and she just didn't feel comfortable, eventually she talks about how, like, it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. They have a son. 
They have a son who's in high school. How old is he again? Um, the husband. Yeah. He's sixty, and she's in her forties. Okay, so it's just a twenty year. Yeah. Age. So not as big of an age gap as I thought it was gonna be, but still. yeah, I think he's in his sixties. They were married when she was twenty two. Okay. By the way, she looks totally different from those flashback pictures. <sighs> that is not lost on me. Her skin is darker. She's mm. definitely had a nose job. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. So we get to see them at home. Her and her interaction with her husband in those moments seem like bickering, much more like going back and forth. Their son is actually a cute boy. Um, and she just talks about how, you know, she's really into the mother and being mm-hmm. a mom. And now her son's getting older and he's doing his own thing. I think what all mothers experience, their kids kind of going away. Right. So that was interesting to learn more about Mary. So I want to talk about another kid on the show. Meredith's son, Brooks, is a gay boy. And the mm. reason I say he's gay is because it's, it's, it'll be relevant in the way I imitate him in a sense because the first episode he was on, there was like, oh, we stand Brooks. That's his name. He's the gay, gay icon of Salt Lake City, right? Mm-hmm. In his third episode, Jen, who's the overtop one, came over and it was talking about she was going to spend the night at the home and have a girl's night because mm-hmm. Jen expressed that sometimes she could be really lonely um, with her husband gone and the kids. And mm-hmm. so she was doing, they were playing around and joking and she said something and he asked, what was it? She was like, well, I don't really want to do it because I have a skirt on. So she like ended up tilting her body. There's no way he saw her vagina. By the way. <laughs> and she like kicked her legs a little bit. She was like, this is what I meant in a very joking way. Mm-hmm. And he got in the confession was like, I am just so disgusted. <laughs> I just don't understand how you would show your vagina. It's so gross. Right. And it's like, there's no way you saw her vagina, right. first of all. And did she not have drawers on? Like, But, I mean, her dress came down to her knees, and the way she was sitting, like, even if she had drawers on, you did not see her vagina from where you were sitting. <laughs> You're being dramatic. <laughs> so I never said, like, oh, Brooks, I stand, because I just thought, He's just a kid. Like, I don't watch the Housewives because of their children. Right. The next day, he went to his mom and was like, you know what? I just really feel like oh my that's inappropriate. She's doing that around your kids. Her kids are grown. You've taken a semester off of college. Your sister's 21 years old. <laughs> Me and I can't remember the daughter's name. We were so uncomfortable. We left. And we really don't need that. Like, you, like, he basically told his mom, he was like, she doesn't need to be over here, and she doesn't even have a sleepover. Like, no, you need oh to be spending God. time with your kids. <laughs> like the way he's speaking to her, I'm like, um, that's some white folk stuff. Because <laughs> I just feel like if that was me, my mother could would say she would acknowledge that. Like, okay, well, I'm sorry she made you feel uncomfortable. I can address that, but like, you don't get to tell me who's gonna be in my home and who's not. Mm-hmm. She's a friend and. I just felt like it was too much. And I felt like the way he was speaking about her was inappropriate. And I felt like, boy, you stay in a child's place. So I'm not for Brooks. I reject all the, Brooks, we stand him. That little boy need to mind his business and maybe go back to school. Because he's talking about he took a semester off to be there with his mom. On the show, basically. Basically. (laughs) You took a semester off to be on TV. Mm -hmm. He talked about he has a clothing line. Go focus on that little boy. And stay out of grown biz- folk business. He's 19, though, right? That's what you said? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, okay. 19. I think the daughter's 21. Gotcha. Stay okay. out of it. I just felt like, okay, now you, like, you don't stop. Uh. I just felt like stop. So the whole, like, and people were like, you know, he's our favorite gay. Which, also for gay people, is that offensive when people... I would think that would be offensive when 
like cisgendered heterosexual yeah. like you're he's our favorite gay we stand I feel like that's weird I think it can be weird I, I know just, some don't mind it I, I think I, yeah I think I would just have to see it and like cause it could be fetishization like it just it just depends cause like I just think it's weird when people do that. Yeah. Or they reference. Like, I, love, I don't like... I love my gays. It's like, yeah, I don't weird. like when people like someone because of their sexuality. Like, that's not a personality that's, trait. Exactly. And so that's how they reference him. So, yeah. and and that's why I say he is That's gay. like saying that's my favorite black person. Like, what? I love my blacks. <laughs> right. Uh, like, what? But that's why I said his um, sexual orientation in reference to what the people on Twitter were saying. Yeah. He's not my fave. Mm-hmm. Don't have nothing to do with his him being gay. It's just his attitude was just like, boy, you ain't, you're not a a cast on the shelf. Your mother is. Stay out of it. You don't have a what they got skis. What they hold? A snow. A you, you don't got a snowflake. Right. Calm down. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, I think the only thing I really want to talk about at this point in episode three to like finishes up is basically that Whitney ends up having some sort of um prohibition 20s party and Jen is clearly still upset with Mary and the hospital stuff Mm -hmm. we gotta get over it Jen Mm -hmm. in the sense of like it just doesn't seem relevant anymore Mm -hmm. um especially off of the initial comments now if Jen has something Jen has beef with Mary off of Mary's confessionals Mm -hmm. that's valid because Mary was rude as hell Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna say that part wasn't but a part of part of what the show is Mary is spending some time with Meredith and Jen feels like Meredith is like somehow betraying her Mm -hmm. none of the women are choosing sides in this Mary Jen battle but Mm -hmm. somehow Jen is really offended with Meredith so it is bothering her that they're close. So as soon as she kind of walks into this party, which will lead into episode four, mm-hmm. Jen already has an attitude. She's like, how could she be hugged up with Mary? What is that? And I'm like, Jen, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Now, if y'all are a group and outside of this group, you know Mary's on the show. So you cannot act like she's not going to be around. Right. And at the end of the day, you agree to move forward. So move forward. Mm-hmm. Two. And then three... I don't like when people do that if I'm beefing. You gotta be beefing with them. Right. It's immature. Yeah. It's childish. And I thought Jen would be my fave. But her over the top energy is like too is is what I'm seeing is too over the top. It's like getting she's, old quick. She's gonna get on my nerves. Cause mm-hmm. episode three and I'm like, all right girl, I thought I was gonna like you, but now you're going too far. Cause mm-hmm. it looks like in the future episode she's like fussing and crying about Meredith being friends with her and Meredith like and the clip seems pretty dismissive, like, all right, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. That's how I would be. Because it's childish, it's weird. If you said you're just going to move forward with Mary, then so be it. If you're not, then that's fine. But that doesn't mean everyone is going to get rid of Mary because you don't want to be around her. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, let's take the fake friends out of it. You know she's on the show. Mm-hmm. So, like, enough. Right. That's pretty much my problem moment. I will say, in the coming weeks, I won't have one. Um, I think Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is this week, so there won't be a lot of new shows. Right. And we're getting to the end of Potomac. I think we got a couple more episodes before that's done. Mm -hmm. House of Atlanta will start in December. So I'll have that to talk about. Mm -hmm. The Bravo moments never stop. (laughs) All right. So we had a question of the week. 
Um, would you rather be the star player on a losing basketball team or ride the bench on a winning one? Um, so Des God said ride the bench. Headshock nineteen oh six says star on the losing squad. Reese P says star player on a losing team. Damn, this makes me question if I'm a narcissist. The modern day K said ride the bench. I'm still getting the winning team pay. Being a star player on the losing team is too stressful. Um, Cache Cast Low said I was just beginning to write something. I think they meant to come back later and then didn't come back. Oh, so I'll... all right. <laughs> um, some of her officials said this is a tough question for me to pick just one because my interpretation of this is that both are down to our ego. Star player, but you lost versus bench warmer on a winning team. Both options allow you to have a degree of bragging rights. But I suppose it depends on how you pick both situations apart. I think I will say I could be a star player on the losing team due to me thinking that if I'm a star player, then I must have worked hard to be regarded as such. So I would put my all into trying to get a win for the team. Um, B. Nicole Creation said, the bench on the winning one. Why would I want to be the best loser? And Teddy Renee said, bench warmer. So what you choosing? A ring is a ring, so I'll take the losing. And if I'm talking about my spouse, <laughs> I would prefer him to be a loser. <laughs> or, uh, I mean, a bench, bench warmer or a winner. Because mm-hmm. I feel like possibly less hoes, but maybe not. <laughs> so I don't know. Um. So yeah, I would also choose to be a bench warmer on a winning team because, and there are like NBA stars that have like four rings and, you know, only played four minutes in the playoffs. Like, hey, a <laughs> ring is a ring. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would totally be fine with just riding the bench and, c- I guess, kind of chilling uh, and being on the winning team as long as, like, I'm never at risk for being cut. <laughs> like, just as long as I got a stable job, then I'm good. I think being the star player on a losing team is so much more stressful and sometimes probably disheartening. Like, I don't need that knowing that I'm this good and all y'all, I'm just, like, y'all are dragging me down. I don't need that kind of stress in my life. So, give me the bench. Right. Seem more peaceful. Right. <laughs> so, today is our, if y'all didn't notice already, our 200th episode. Burn, 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 burn. So, we have a guest that you'll be hearing from in a few seconds. All right. Hey, everybody. So, today we have a guest on the show, Gabby. Um, from Ten Health Brand, um, and I want her to tell us a little bit about her brand, how she got into um, everything that her brand is about, and why she's here with us today. Well, I started Ten House Brand like a few months ago, um, but I've been interested in astrology for years. It's just something that I've always been interested in. I don't know why. I just have been interested in it so I decided to study it Mm -hmm. so I was like why not create like a YouTube channel you know start looking into like celebrity birth charts and doing readings for people because it's you know something I'm just naturally interested in so um, I created a YouTube channel where I do like reviews of people's birth charts and I do tarot as well Um, and I have an Instagram page and all of that so yeah Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) that's a little bit about me yeah, so I was looking at your YouTube and I saw you pulled cards for some of the women for Real Housewives of Potomac, which we talk about, Shanae talks about on the show every week. So uh-huh. how often are you watching TV and you're like, let me pull up this person's chart or like, let me pull some cards. How often does that happen? Um, It happens frequently, like oh. especially now that I'm home because mm-hmm. of oh, the pandemic, like I'm not doing anything else. So why not, you know, right. just pull but 
that show was so messy. I was like, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Got it. And so does it usually help you understand a little bit more about the people or why they do th- what they do and everything like that? It does, especially because especially like people on TV, they have a tendency to be a little bit manipulative and you don't see the whole story. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you see what they want to tell you. So it's just like kind of like a little behind the scenes, you know, it's innocent, nothing too, too serious. Got you, got you. Is, is there any like formal training with this or is it just more of like you just maybe picking up books or Googling? I just never knew like, is there certifications? <laughs> like how do, basically if someone was interested, how do they know that I guess someone is accurately trained or skilled in this? Right. Um, it's training everywhere. Like you could go to a class and get a certificate or you could study under someone or you could learn yourself because it's literally astrology and tarot. It's like a rabbit hole. Like if you Google it now, you could find a million books on it dating back to like the 18, 1700s. Um, so it's just really, it's up to the person. Me personally, I haven't done any like formal, formal training. I'm kind of like a self-study. So I just like study and study and study and study until I basically pass out and can't study anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But some of it is up to like interpretation, right? So like, it's not like cut and dry um, of how everyone does readings, right? Right, yeah. It's different for every practitioner. You know, every practitioner goes into it with different intentions. So it's really up to the person. Not It's not gonna be the same for, for everybody. Gotcha, okay, that makes sense. Um, so you have our information, um, so that you can do a little reading on both of us. And so I'd be interested to hear about what you saw in our charts and things of that nature. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have pages and pages and pages of notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Start with Sydney first. <laughs> Should they have a little nerd? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to be. Okay. So I Start with her first. <laughs> of stuff that popped out about both of your charts. Okay. Both of you have great charts. Like you have such excellent money-making ability. Ooh. <laughs> um, do we, so I don't you know when we get money or, cause I'm, I'm huh? so, do you know when we get money or, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm like, where? <laughs> From the birth chart. So the birth chart is basically like, it doesn't map out your life, but it's like a reflection of your life. So. Yeah you know, it doesn't determine what will happen. It's just kind of tells you, you know, what could happen and then how it manifests is really up to you. But take your word for it though. <laughs> you guys both have a lot of fame degrees. Um, for instance, Sydney, you have a cancer ascendant um, at 29 degrees. 29 degrees is a Leo degree, which is a fame degree. Um, so basically what that tells me, because you have a cancer ascendant and the ascendant is in a sign that's very emotional and intuitive, it tells me that you're going to be famous for sharing, I'm sorry, yeah, you're going to be famous for sharing yourself and your personality with others. Mm-hmm. You also have moon in the first house, which kind of like confirms that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the moon is at home in cancer and you're in touch with your emotions. You can probably be emotionally impulsive at times and you have a need to express how you feel. Um, the moon also rules your emotional pet emotional patterns so you probably have a need to nurture and be nurtured um, and your emotions show easily home and family may be important to you and you have a need to be needed and actually with the cancer moon your displacement will be good for having a career in like social work or like rescue work or actually nursing 
Um, and your moon is at 29 degrees as well. So that's two signs, I'm sorry, your ascendant and a planet at a degree of fame. So, I mean, that's a good start. Okay. Okay. All right. So next you have sun at 24 degrees of Pisces. Um, 24 degrees of Pisces is a Pisces degree. So you, that's a double Pisces influence. That tells me that you're probably intuitive. You might, and if anything's not accurate, you can let me know. Okay. Okay. So mm -hmm. you go with the flow. You're very creative. Um, she would say she's not. I was about, even though I believe she is, she believes she's not creative. Yeah, but I believe she is because, like, she, there's several examples of her using her creativity, and she doesn't view it as creativity. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Huh? With the podcast, you don't think you're creative? Thank you. I don't. <laughs> she has. She named this podcast, by the way. She named oh. her blog. She is creative. Oh, okay. And I do think I struggle with um, leaning into my intuition a lot as well. Mm. Mm. Let's see why that is. Well, let me look at my pages and pages of notes and see <laughs> why that is. Um, so basically, I think your purpose, just to sum this up, I think you're a healer. Like, you may not know that yet because you both haven't you've kind of started your Saturn return, like you dipped your toe in it, but you haven't fully jumped in. That'll come next year for you guys. Um, so do you know about the Saturn return at all? I don't, tell us more. So the Saturn return is, it comes every 27 to 29 years. Um, so obviously your first Saturn return happens around the age of 27, 28.5, something like that. So it's basically when it's like your first step into adulthood, like where you start to solidify your path in life, like what direction you're going in. Um, and actually what it is, Saturn returns to the place where it was in your birth chart when you were born. So for you, Sydney, you have Saturn in the seventh house. That's where it was when you were born. The seventh house is the house of relationships. So you're going to learn some lessons about your relationships. Like for instance, I have that same placement. Mm -hmm. And I kind of started to look at a few friends differently and like romantic relationships. My ideas about that changed. Or you could get married. You could have a baby. You could commit to somebody. Something okay. like that. Can My I like that side of it. <laughs> okay. And for you, Shanae, you have set it in the fourth house. So that the fourth house is probably like the most personal house besides the first house, which is the house of self. The fourth house is the house of home and family and like spiritual foundation. It's where you first learn you know your it's basically your foundation where you first learn about yourself from your home and your family so you're going to learn lessons about that like self-care setting boundaries spiritual foundation stuff like that that's what you're going to learn lessons in all right so that's pretty much the set in return so you're both going to really be pushed into that next year um if you've been doing right and like you know on your shit mm -hmm. i can go i'm okay you can say whatever Okay. <laughs> but if you've been like doing stuff you know you shouldn't be doing then you're going to learn some hard lessons gotcha okay all right and that lasts until about the age of 30 so okay. it's, it's no dope i'm going through okay. it now if we're not in line get in line quickly pretty much yeah. okay. it's it's tough it's tough okay all right all right um so do you have any questions or you just want me to continue with the chart reading? Um, you can continue. Yeah, I'm just interested. Okay. All right. I'm Sydney, right? Yeah. All right. So Sydney, I told you about your Pisces sun. I think you're a healer. 
Um, you might say that your instincts are blocked, but as you get older, that's going to ease up because you are meant to just like lean into your instincts and use that to help other people. Like that's going to be your purpose as you get older. Can, you have- can I just say one thing? Yeah. I tell her all the time, like, what did your gut say? Follow your intuition. And she's steady, like, I don't feel anything. I'm like, <laughs> yes, you do. You're just not listening to it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in her chart that could possibly be a reason as why she doesn't lean into that? Or that's just something you need to figure out now. <laughs> you know what? It, I don't see anything specifically as to okay. why it wouldn't be. It's just something that, you know, because sometimes I feel that same way. It's just something that you have to learn how to lean into. Like intuition is like a muscle. The more you use it, you know, the easier it gets. If you're not like practicing it or meditating, something could be blocked. Like it could be blocked chakras. It could be anything. But as far as having it blocked in your natal chart, I don't see that clearly. No, I don't see anything. But it's funny that you said it. (laughs) It's funny that you said that, Shanae, because your your purpose here on earth, like what I see in your natal chart, you're a messenger. So you're here to like share what you know innately and what you learn with people and help them improve their life so it's funny that you said that that sounds right can i just say that is 150,000 percent true because honestly probably the last couple of years i kind of realized my purpose is to help others but i didn't quite know how that i would be helping others but the way you just articulated is how i feel like my mom always says i leave people in a better place than when mm-hmm. they met me. So I feel like I always like leave a positive mark on a person in some way, mm-hmm. helping them through something or like encouraging them, empowering them. So that is very comforting to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And it's funny because you're both Pisces sons and Pisces is the sign of like the martyr, the person who always wants to help other people. So, mm-hmm. you know, you both have that. Um, now for Sydney, your son is in the ninth house of travel, higher education, and philosophical pursuits. It's actually a Sagittarius house. Um, so gaining knowledge, like higher knowledge, like college and above, that's really important to you. And you want to be known mm-hmm. for what you like. People acknowledging you for what you know makes you happy. That that's is true. so accurate. <laughs> that is so accurate. This is like spot on. <laughs> and you also may have had a parent. Um, who was very religious or maybe not religious, but like strong in their beliefs, mm-hmm. usually father, um, because the son represents the father in your birth chart. Mm-hmm. And as a Pisces, you probably love to be around water and travel. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you gonna say something? I said, yeah, that's true. I would, I, I would say though that my mom is probably more religious than my father. Your mom's the more religious one? Yeah. All right. And as you get older, your beliefs are going to change. Um, the ninth house is about continuous learning, like lifelong learning. So the more you learn, the more your beliefs change and the more your identity changes. So that's going to be happening over and over and over again. Okay. Now, as far as career, you have your uh, medias coli or MC, which is your public reputation and your career in Aries, which is the sign of entrepreneurship and business. So you're naturally probably meant to be an entrepreneur. Like that's in you. <laughs> And obviously you have a podcast, so I mean Yeah, that's true. And um, that I'm trying to shut down. <laughs> but that's a whole nother What's your business? 
Um, I do because I full time I do marketing and then I also do marketing on the side for small businesses and nonprofits. But because of my uh, desire to learn more, I just got too much on my plate. So <laughs> I've been trying to kind of cut back on that because I'm just too busy. And plus, okay. you know, like you said, I'm trying to get married in my Saturn return and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta focus on that. But yeah. So. <laughs> I got you. All right. So next you have Mercury and Aries um, at the 10th degree. So again, the 10th degree is a Capricorn degree. So you're business minded. Um, you're geared toward entrepreneurship once again, and you're very direct in your communication. Like you probably don't mince words with people maybe. Um, and you're always curious and looking for more knowledge. You might research and learn things just for fun. And you like to communicate and share what you know with others. You're quick to advice but you may not always follow that same advice mm -hmm. um so that's a little bit with your mercury um you have venus and pisces in the eighth house you're probably sensitive romantic you attract partners who probably need to be saved or you might be the one who needs to be saved in the relationship mm -hmm. um, girl you <laughs> are reading her for phil <laughs> <laughs> And when, like I said, I have pages. So when you want me to stop, like, just let me know. Because I'll okay. <laughs> I'm amazed um, by this. With your Venus, you're looking for people who will accept you just as you are. Like, you'll accept other people as they are. Mm -hmm. um, and you're, you prefer passion and deep connections. Uh, but you may need to work on your vulnerability in relationships. Um, just a little. Okay. Now you have Mars and Aquarius in your eighth house. You may be a little stubborn. Uh, you're original, independent, future focused. You know how to turn things in your favor. Um, the eighth house is a Scorpio house. So you know how to like, just, I'm not gonna say manipulate, but just pivot things in your favor a little bit. Um, and again, Scorpio is a sign of transformation. It's ruled by Mars and Pluto the planet of transformation so you're all you always want to transform yourself to be better and you can easily read through people um and see what their intentions are or any walls they may be putting up or if you can't yet you will <laughs> um that's also a very sexual placement and you yourself will be a catalyst <laughs> for personal transformation in other people so mm -hmm. that's what you're headed towards if not now yeah also Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. You might benefit from the financial standing of other people or receive an inheritance from your family. Um, mm -hmm. it's I'm right. <laughs> Jupiter and Virgo retrograde in the second house. Now, Jupiter in the second house is really good for making money because the second house is the house of money and personal possessions, and Jupiter is the planet of expansion. So that I mean that's great mm -hmm. now Jupiter being in Virgo it means you gain the most when you help other people um helping others is how you attract good fortune to yourself you are a grounded and rational person and in the second house if not now in the future you'll be excellent at making money um and you're lucky like whenever you need money it probably comes to you oh, can you see me it probably comes to you mm -hmm. um you have Saturn and Aquarius in the seventh house I think I touched on that a little bit earlier you have lessons that you need to learn regarding personal relationships and you're going to get married a little bit later in your life like probably after your Saturn return 
and again I told you I have the same placement it's like as soon as your Saturn return kind of is like towards the end it's like dating and relationships get a little bit easier it's like things just start to click for you like they didn't click before so um Saturn return last again you said a year so it's like 27 to 30 okay and the effects might last a little bit after 30 but it's like two and a half to three years you have Uranus in the sixth house of daily habits and work and co-workers um, you prefer freedom when it comes to work you may not necessarily always stick to a routine and you may work with science or technology or just prefer gadgets um, you're very independent and you will be a catalyst for change now, yeah, I do I, work with technology, but I'm pretty routine. <laughs> I'm routine. very routine, yeah. Well, you do have it in Capricorn, but Uranus, I mean, I have the same thing. It's funny because your chart is kind of similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, You do have it in Capricorn but, Capricorn, but Uranus itself is a planet of, like, shocking changes. Okay. So just be on the lookout for that. <laughs> for okay. that. All right. Um, now I'm going to go through your aspects. I have a million, so I'm going to make it quick. <laughs> um, just interrupt me if something's not right or if something sounds good, just interrupt me. All right. Okay. Okay. Sun, tribe, moon. You're probably calm, easygoing, and for the most part, a good communicator. You're persuasive. Um, you receive good parenting. You will be p- successful in life or you have the potential to be successful in life. And sometimes it might seem like support appears like when you need it the most, like you're down and out and you need something, like something just comes up and helps you out. Um, You have sunshine, Pluto, you're powerful, resourceful, influential, and you use it for good. And you might be a passionate person. Does that sound? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sunshine ascendant. Um, This is an aspect that leads to happiness and success. Um, You might be in the public eye a little bit more in the future than you are now. That's um, my plan. So I'm going to take that. That's the plan. I mean, you both have it. And like, you both have stuff that says that you'll work with friends. So, I mean. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all might be having a talk show one day or something to take this on the road. Right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> with that. <laughs> We're good. We'll take that. <laughs> yep. You're great at expressing yourself. Um, you have Moontrine Pluto you're you are like psychic you have the ability to be psychic Mm. and you probably feel things at a deeper level a deeper level than most people yeah (laughs) she got to lean in (laughs) your relationship um has to have a deep connection without a connection it might bore you Mm. um might be very close to your mother or your grandmother neither but (laughs) maybe one day um let me see moon conjunct ascendant you're caring private you have public appeal you're popular among friends and even though you're private you may not always be able to hide your feelings and show yourself subconsciously Mm. um that's another thing with moon in the first house do your feelings tend to like show on your face you can't hide them yeah yeah um is family important to you Mm -hmm. yeah all right, you have a need for emotional connections, um, but when others show their emotions, you probably tend to withdraw a little bit, like it might scare you. Um, you have Mercury trying Saturn. You're focused, you have great concentration, you're organized somewhat, and you're mentally strong. 
you have Mercury square North node. Um, sometimes the timing for your ideas may be off. Like you have brilliant ideas, but you have trouble getting them backed uh, because you're thinking ahead of like where everybody else is. You're ahead of the trend. Um, alternatively, another manifestation could be that you're kind of behind the time. So you're either ahead of where everybody else is or sometimes behind. Um, Mercury conjunct North node. Again, you're good with communication. Uh, you're intellectual. You love communicating with others. You seek out mental stimulation. But sometimes you could be easily distracted. Uh, that may or may not apply. It doesn't always apply. Mm -hmm. um, communication skills are great. A quick mind will help you in your career. And again, you have a need to be recognized for your knowledge and your communicative ability. All right. You have Venus opposite Ju Jupiter. You're a free spirit. You love to have a good time. But at times, you might be too agreeable with other people, yeah. and they make sense this and try to take advantage of you. Yeah, Is that yeah. story of my life. Yeah, <laughs> boundaries be needed. <laughs> I have the same thing. I get it. <laughs> Mars conjunct Saturn. You're strong, patient, determined, and persistent. You have Mars square Pluto. Now, this one, um, this aspect is kind of funky because they call this like a whenever mars and pluto like touch and it's a harsh aspect they call this like the killer instinct aspect so mm -hmm. it can be like a temper sometimes or if not a temper you're very much willing to fight to defend yourself your goals and your beliefs and sometimes when you want to accomplish something you have tunnel vision and it can kind of make you defensive right um, so yeah that's that's like a a harsh aspect to have i have the opposition so again like your chart is very much similar to mine it's crazy <laughs> north node trine jupiter this is karmic luck you're able to achieve success and popularity being generous and optimistic with people will help you uh, be careful not to be too optimistic though and value what you're able to obtain and don't be too indulgent like overly indulgent mm. all right so those are your aspects um now, I do have the rulers of your houses, but if you want me to go on to Shanae, I can't. Yeah, I was about to say, I want to hear some about Shanae. All right, <laughs> Shanae. Okay, Miss Shanae is a Libra rising, Pisces sun, Virgo moon. You have Libra rising at 24 degrees. Um, you're very kind and generous and friendly, well-balanced and very sharp. Um, you could be very wealthy. You're probably tall. Are you tall? Yeah. <laughs> I guess for a girl, I am five eight, so I have some height. That's pretty tall. I didn't say that about Sydney's. I'm sorry, Sydney. Really quick, yeah. you're a cancer. Cancer ascendants are medium sized, so your height is probably medium, and they're known for their their face. They probably have somewhat of a doll like appearance in the face, and they're known for their breasts. Like no matter what the breast is like, like they're nice. <laughs> so um. <laughs> she, she looks like a doll baby. <laughs> Like those cute cabbage patch dolls. Oh my god! So that's accurate. <laughs> I feel like I'm more known for my booty than my breasts, though. But... Really? Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. It's more of a hind part. <laughs> maybe it's the sun in the Sagittarius house. That's a Sagittarius thing, the booty. Also, oh. maybe so. <laughs> but <laughs> Shanae, so yeah, you're probably tall, persuasive, intellectual, and ambitious. That's one thing about your chart. Your chart says that you're brilliant. <laughs> you're probably very smart. Um, <laughs> and, 
Actually, don't think I'm that smart. We've though. been talking about this. We've been talking about this. This is so funny because we've been talking about this. I feel like I have like street smarts, like common sense. I don't feel like I'm like intelligent book smart. So I always feel like I have like the common sense and she has the book smarts. She don't be thinking she had a book smart. <laughs> I don't be thinking I have book smarts. So we both be thinking we don't and we clearly actually are. <laughs> I don't know what that is, right. but yeah. Smart, you can make money. Like it's just you both have excellent charts. Like it's hard to find something bad about your charts. I mean, not to say that you won't like go through things, obviously, like that's gonna happen, but you have great aspects and great placements. So yeah. Um yeah, relationships for you, Shanae, are very, very, very important for you. You have most of your not most, you have a few of your planets in the fourth house of family at home. Like so your upbringing is very important to you. Are you the oldest? I'm the only. So technically I'm the oldest. <laughs> Did you have like responsibility when you were younger? A lot of responsibility or no? Um, no, I didn't have a lot of responsibility that was like thrusted upon me, but like I was independent and wanted the responsibility. We'll put it gotcha. that way. Got gotcha. you. That makes sense. Okay um all right so i'm gonna go through and read this okay so you are a pisces sun you have your sun at zero degrees of pisces which when a planet is at zero degrees it just means that it's like a, a exact influence of that sign so it's like double pisces influence um so in this case the sun represents your ego and yourself which means you're intuitive you go with the flow you're creative compassionate you want to help others just like sydney you both are pisces suns um and family like I said is very important to you and has a direct impact on you and your feelings about yourself you need support and stability um, when home is going good you feel good when it's not you feel off and you probably like for your home to have a lot of nice things in it and to be really comfortable at home because that's where you feel the best <laughs> um, <laughs> really yes with your son in the fourth house you're probably looking for some sort of acceptance or belonging um and you also may need to learn to say no with with that placement and you probably strongly resemble one parent and the fourth house is a cancer house so it's usually the mother mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> people do people say like my mom this really? is the belonging thing like being able to be like no to that girl <laughs> that is something <laughs> Wow, this is right on time. You have, I'm sorry, go ahead. This just this reading, I just feel like it's right on time with things we've been talking about and mm. things I've been thinking. Uh -huh. so very, like literally the stars are aligning. Yeah. That's how I feel right now <laughs> as you're reading the chart. Wow, that's crazy. It's astrology goes so deep. It's like you can literally tell like when you were born what your parents were doing but it's kind of hard to do that with you guys because I don't really you know know you that well I don't know anything so I would kind of have to have an idea about you to go that far into it so this is kind of like a little bit general but still you know it describes who you who you are or should describe who you are right um, so you have moon in 25 degrees of Virgo so you like structure and organization in detail um, you might have a tendency to be sometimes a little bit too analytical like it might go too far. Yeah, um, that is but, accurate. Really? <laughs> yeah, those Virgo moons, you guys are serious. 
<laughs> that is very accurate. And I plan events for a living. So I'm supposed to be structured, organized, and detailed. It works well in my professional life. <laughs> really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. So you're down to earth. You desire to be of service. Um, you're very level-headed and practical. Um, and you might be someone who's always fighting or supporting a cause. Emotional satisfaction comes from having a social, stable life. Um, you genuinely care about and want to help others. Friendship is very important to you. You support your friends and you want that same support in return. Like, you demand the same support in return. Thank you. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Um, your friends may be like family and you're sensitive to how others perceive you maybe. Um, oh, yeah, I hate that. You are? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I mean, it happens to all of us at times. Um, and with your moon falling in the 11th house, which is a house of like friends and personal goals, your goals might change with the moon being a planet that fluctuates depending on your emotions, because that's what the moon represents, your emotions. Um, you have Mercury's, I'm sorry, Mercury at seven degrees of Pisces. Now the seventh degree is a Libra degree. And Mercury represents the mind. So Mercury in Pisces is an imaginative, imaginative free-flowing placement. Um, so here you see like very artistic people, like singers, writers, some type of art, and you may visualize your thoughts. You could possibly be telepathic, but that won't happen with everybody. It's just not realistic that that's gonna happen with everybody with this placement. <laughs> okay, so one thing that's interesting when you say that <laughs> is because my grandmother said her mother was. Really? So I've always wondered, like, did it get passed down? I did. I've always wondered, did it get passed down to like anyone in my family? So you just mentioned that. I'm gonna just claim that I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever like when you were younger specifically? Uh, did you ever see or hear things, or like, did things come to you? Yeah. So when I was younger, I had a few moments where I would dream something or see something it would happen but it wasn't like unfortunately it wasn't like good things it was mm. like mm. I knew somebody was gonna die I knew someone was gonna get hurt and then when it was happening it was frankly starting to freak me out a little bit because mm -hmm. it wasn't like happy stuff mm -hmm. but yeah. I saw it before it happened and then it happened but it felt realer than like a deja vu moment I can't describe it but that happened frequently when I was younger Hmm. And that's interesting because the dreams with Pisces, like that's something that Pisces placements have often, like dreams foreseeing things, because I've heard that before from Pisces. And it's interesting with your like destiny being the messenger, like that you said that, like I would see, you know, it would happen before somebody died or something like that. That's very funny. And I think as we get older, we kind of block our intuition because mm -hmm. I have this problem, like it doesn't come to me like it did when I was younger or it doesn't. I, it's just, I don't feel like I've had that in years, a moment like that. Yeah, it's like we lose our imagination or our ability to connect. Like, it's just, I guess it's something that takes work. Like, yeah. But I think a lot of us have that problem. All right, so let's go on to the next question. Sorry if you can hear my paper. <laughs> real. Um, okay, they'll be okay. <laughs> all right. So you have your MC, your media scholar, which is again, your public reputation and your career in 28 degrees of cancer. Um, so that means you have an ability to nurture and care for others. 
and be sensitive to others thoughts and feelings and uh, it's meant to be used in your career so basically no matter what you do in your career it's going to come across that way for instance Sydney had the Aries placement so she's going to come across direct in her career you're going to come across very nurturing and sensitive in yours um, now it being at 28 degrees which is a cancer degree itself um it's a cancer degree can you see me it's a cancer degree but it's the degree of household names I hate to bring this up in as, as an example but Kim Kardashian has 28 degrees all throughout her chart and as we know she's a household name so that means like it appears a lot in celebrity charts who are really 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 famous mm. and this <laughs> I personally feel like I am destined to be famous <laughs> and really? household name so I'll take that right she will receive <laughs> I will receive that <laughs> You're um you're meant to be, like I see that in your chart. Both of you are actually. You're gonna have some degree of fame. We like, always would call ourselves like Oprah and Gail 2.0. <laughs> that has kind of been the shit for a minute. Mm -hmm. So we're happy to replace them. <laughs> so one thing that you're gonna have to reconcile with, because it will happen, you're gonna have have to balance your need for privacy with your need for recognition. So that's gonna come up at some point mm -hmm. yeah. all right so next you have venus at one degree of aquarius um venus and aquarius in the fourth house so again this is an emphasis placed on family and you love comfort of the home and luxurious items in the home and as far as love you want a reliable and dependable partner but who doesn't you know but the thing about your partner is they have to be like themselves all the time. You want somebody who's not afraid to be themselves, who's original. They could be a little bit weird, you know. Um, intelligence and origi originality might be what attracts you, but it's also what attracts other people to you. So when you're being yourself, being your intelligent, original, funny self, that's what attracts people to you, especially romantic partners. Okay. Right. Um, you may not also mind if your partner's not like all up on you, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so this is so funny because she will have partners that like being all up on her and she's like why are they on me i'm like girl because they like you i do have an issue like i like a little space at times so like i feel like i've always dated or, or been with someone who's like super touchy and on me and it's always been an adjustment mm -hmm. because i'm just not like I'm affectionate, but not not at that level. So you saying that is hilarious. Yeah, I would love a partner to know when to give me space. <laughs> that yes, that's very true. Aquarius, Venus is the in a woman's chart. Venus is how you attract partners to you, and Aquarius is a sign. It's not a really personal sign. Like it's a sign that just it's a sign of friendship. So love to you might be friendship, right? So, yeah. Whereas like maybe Venus in cancer venus and pisces they or venus and taurus they might like somebody who's like on them <laughs> a little bit more than aquarius would um aquarius needs like they like intellectual stimulation so it's about like the conversations for them maybe a little bit more than the physicality mm -hmm. um so that explains that a little bit next you have mars and aquarius in the fourth house you're independent and, ori and original you accept people for who you are and again you want the same in return are you stubborn? Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, you might be very protective of your family and um, so, as well. 
would you say protective of my family i am really yeah you might be very very defensive when it comes to your family um and when you get hurt it's very emotional and it goes deep for you so you might be a little bit passive aggressive about it rather than just kind of like saying hey hey you don't gotta be (laughs) you don't gotta be telling everybody my business all right (laughs) yeah no but that's true too i ain't gonna lie that's really true um, you have Pluto in 22 degrees of Scorpio. So your money is going to fluctuate. Like, may not be a lot. <laughs> it may not be a lot. But the good thing about this placement is it draws opportunities for wealth and status to you. Because Pluto is a planet of transformation and generation. I'm sorry, regeneration. And I'm sorry, did I say it's in the second house? You have it in the second house in Scorpio. So the second house is the house of um, personal possessions and money. So you're going to draw opportunities to just reinvent yourself and make money in new ways all the time. So if you see like slight fluctuations in your money, that's just the nature of the planet Pluto. Um, But you're going to be probably wealthy with that. So that's a good thing. I hope so, child. That's what I'm working for. (laughs) You have Jupiter in 10 degrees of Virgo in the 11th house and it's retrograde. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this with you, Sydney, but you both have Jupiter retrograde. I think I have it too. I think it's like, if you're born around this time, mm-hmm. Jupiter was retrograde. So structure and order will be important to help you achieve success. Um, helping others, again, will help you achieve success. Uh, with Jupiter retrograde, the thing is, before you seek success externally, on the level that you'll end up seeing it as you get older, you have to define what it means to you internally. So it's kind of like you're on a journey uh, to kind of like find yourself and find what your morals are and your faith and Mm -hmm. learn to be more positive before you experience that on the outside. And that happens like basically around your Saturn return and as you get older, like it's just a journey. That is so eerie. Oh my gosh. And with it being in the 11th house, which is the house of, again, friends and personal goals, you love being around your friends and your friends will help bring you success. So, yeah, that's good. You have Saturn in Aquarius in the fourth house. You're innovative and creative. Um, You're probably really good at coming up with new ideas. You might feel different from everyone else. And initially, like when you were younger, probably tried to fit in. but you were literally made to stand out. Like you're different. You just are. That's who you are as a person. <laughs> that Older- is so just a pause. <laughs> Another accurate seat, y'all. Because like I really do at times still feel like I'm just like in this space. Like people are around me, but like I just don't fit in. Mm-hmm. And definitely when I was younger, I struggled with that. I don't struggle with it as much now. But when I was younger, definitely, it like bothered me because I just felt like I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not made to stand in with, like fit in with other people. You're made to stand out. Like literally, you're made to be put on a platform to communicate a message to other people. That's kind of where I'm going with this. <laughs> and as you get older, it's going to become more apparent. Um, now, having um, Saturn in the fourth house of home and family Usually that means you might, your parents might be older, like they may have been older when they had you, or you could have been 
raised by a grandparent or spent like a lot of time with a grandparent when you were younger. Um, you Your family may be somewhat conservative or your parents may have been somewhat strict or you had a parent who had a lot of responsibility maybe. Doesn't always apply, but. So I'll say one, um, I did spend a lot of time with my grandparents mm-hmm. growing up. There's, I'm still really close to my grandparents. And then um, I primarily was raised by my mother. So she did have a response. She was a single parent. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a strict home, but she did have all the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, now what's next? Uranus and Capricorn in the third house. So you have a business mind as well. You're very sharp. You're forward thinking, sociable, humorous, open, friendly. Um, but this is a placement that can sometimes indicate trouble keeping focus. Um, the third house is like a Gemini house. And Uranus, again, is the planet of shock and like sudden change. So it could be kind of like an ADD type of thing, maybe. It may not apply, but that sometimes you do see that with that placement. You also have um, Neptune in the third house, um, so, which means you have to be really clear when you're communicating or somebody could misconstrue like what you're trying to say. People probably find you charming and creative and artistic. Um, and you may learn best intuitively. So like not through school, but like on your own, like through self-study um, mm-hmm. and by experience. And also by imagining things or seeing things with your mind, which is pretty much intuitively. Um, sun conjunct Mercury. You have an active mind and the need to share your ideas. You may be more of a talker um, than listener. Not to say that you're not a good listener, but you may like to talk. And you're also brilliant. This is a, a aspect that indicates brilliance. Um, sun trying to send it. You're, you may be confident. If not now, you will be in the future independent um you have a good self-esteem you enjoy performing in front of others and you like being in the public eye and you have a talent for entertaining i'll say that's probably accurate that's not probably that's accurate (laughs) i'll say all that is accurate all right you have um moon trine venus which a lot of your aspects say the same thing like you're kind you're you love peace you're charming, you're funny. <laughs> um, it's easy for you to sense how others are feeling, probably, especially those that you care about. And yeah. you might sometimes give in to avoid conflict. Um, but you be careful with that. I kind of do. Mm-hmm. That's actually funny. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. do that because I don't like it. Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, hey, conflict is necessary. That's but true. don't listen to me. That's my... Uh, that story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> moon trying Mars, an indicator of success. The moon is like the public. Mars is like your habit of doing things, like your manner of doing things. So the way that you do things is um, in line with public trends or public habits. So it's a success indicator. You can literally make people attracted to your energy. Um, so yeah that's pretty good you might have a tendency to express your feelings sometimes without restraint like you may hold it in and then you can't help it anymore you might just let your feelings out Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Um, i didn't like i don't know so much of mm -hmm. it was inaccurate (laughs) i mean it's accurate but your mm -hmm just felt a little you know what are you trying to say explode because 
That is correct, because at times I do do that. <laughs> I'm trying to be better, but there are moments definitely where I hold it in too uh-huh. long, and then when I let it out, it's out. Right. And there's no... Like a dungeon dragon. Dang! I mean... Wrong. No. You are a person who's emotionally attached to things that you're passionate about. So that may be why. Like, you know, so I would just, with this placement, it's something that you need to work on to just learn to express yourself so things don't build up so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. You also have Moon Trine Neptune, which is yet another placement that says you're, that you're caring and sensitive. Um, you should avoid negative people because they will literally drain your energy more than other placements. So you have to watch out for that. Um, another indicator of psychic ability um, or, you know, just really good intuition. And you're also very creative. So you have a lot of placements to say that you're creative and artistic. All right. Now, I think this is Moon Tron Pluto. Um, You're intense and sensitive. You feel things very deeply. I told you that. You also have Moon Tron, your medium, uh, Medias Coli, the MC. Uh, So how people see, how you see people depends depends on how you feel about them. So like, if you're not feeling somebody, they might be like ugly <laughs> or if they're your friends <laughs> mm-hmm. you might be like they're so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> another <laughs> from peanut gallery i will say that is true if i ain't feeling somebody i'm not feeling somebody right. and that's just it <laughs> like that i i'm just not with it yeah, i feel you on that yeah like the moon is like your emotional patterns how you feel um and the mc is like you know your public reputation so I, I mean that makes sense that makes sense you have mars conjunct venus um you have a strong desire for love and affection and you have an ability to attract other people and public appeal which can be used for your career so you can attract the right people when you need them how okay you mean i know how to, i gotta figure out how because i tell you i don't know i promise you i don't know if i'm attracting the right one now but i'm gonna work on that just by being yourself, you have to be like yourself. And when you need them, the right people will show up pretty okay. much. Right. So next you have Mars conjunct Saturn. Um, this means you're going to have some, I want to say painful experiences in how to love yourself and how to love others, because this is a karmic aspect. Um, the lesson here is to learn how to love yourself so that others can love you. And you may prefer to be around older people, especially when you were younger. And as you get older, mm-hmm. you prefer a younger partner. Oh. <laughs> younger. Ooh. It, I, mean, you, I mean, not necessarily. It could be like a couple years, like two or three years younger, or maybe Ooh. one. Year. I totally dismiss anyone. Younger than me, maybe I need to be more open. Yeah, because your soulmate could be one year behind us. Dang, all right, <laughs> let me be more open. But the being around older that that is very accurate. So, just as an only child, uh-huh. I have cousins and stuff, but a lot of times I was around adults. I'm very close to my mom and my aunt and my grandparents. So, for and even some of my closest friends now, they're older than me. So, like, I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saturn is like. The planet of time, karma, 
like so that makes sense and mars is attraction the way that you do things so you literally like enjoy being or doing or being around older people um because saturn uh rules time um now as you get older in in aspect to the lessons that you have to learn like if you learn them saturn brings rewards so as you get older things will get easier um as far as dating younger partners that's something that might manifest because usually with people in this people with this aspect that manifests because they want to emulate the way that their mother raised them it's kind of like it's something karmic i don't know it's weird like people do this because they want to literally imitate their mother um when they're dating their partner so i mean if that doesn't happen with you that's a good thing (laughs) um but yeah it does happen sometimes now next you have venus opposite mc um you for the most part you probably have a harmonious relationship with your parents you're sociable and you like to entertain but you may be somewhat private um you might not like public displays of affection I get it (laughs) yeah I get it um marriage and children may be important to you um and business deals with your family or you know it could be friends that you call family will be profitable as will self-employment or working from home love it love to hear it now all right, you have Jupiter trying Uranus, your creative genius. Genius. This is a lucky aspect. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, and Uranus is um, the planet of shock and sudden change. So this might be a money aspect. Uh, it's lucky, and you get rewarded when you take risks. Honestly, what I've learned thus far is that I'm brilliant, <laughs> creative. <laughs> And we'll reach that Oprah Martha Stewart moment mm-hmm. that I'm trying to reach. You can continue. <laughs> I am feeling empowered. <laughs> no, seriously, taking risks works out for you. So, like, hey, I mean, this is what I see. I never come across charts like this. And I'm not just saying that because you have me on your podcast. Like, I wish I had some of these aspects because I'm trying to get paid. Like, <laughs> you have a lot of money-making ability, like, and that's not to say that this manifests the same way for everybody, like, some people have the potential, and they don't take advantage of it in the right way, so it doesn't work out for them, yeah. but if you're able to, so, you know, take advantage of it, you could be rich, and be, and be famous, you both have the placements for it, so, let's yeah, yeah, let's be rich and famous, damn it, <laughs> <laughs> now, you have Jupiter, um, I'm getting towards the end here. You have Jupiter trying North Node, which is like a right place, right time placement. Jupiter is the planet of expansion again, and the North Node in your chart is um, like your soul's journey, like where your soul is headed at its highest destination. So um, it's kind of like lucky breaks will come up for you. Um, Using your communication skills to help people um, is basically like your, your path, as I told you before. Yeah. Um, your communication ability will help you achieve your goals. Uh, let's see if I have any more. Basically, what I see, you're a charismatic leader. 
you're very charming and persuasive. Um, you're able to connect with others on an intellectual level and help uh, them fulfill their destiny. And that's helping you fulfill your destiny. And you might be good with language, uh, technology, or science. Are you good with any of those? I don't know, I guess. I think I'm all right with technology. Mm -hmm. Language, <laughs> that's not like grammar, because I suck at it, right? <laughs> like foreign languages, like. Oh, well, I do dab. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would love, I'm not fooling anything, right? But I do dab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so that's what I have for you guys. I do have um, like the rulers of your houses and other houses. I don't know if you want me to go through that. Um, no, I feel like we got a lot of good confirmation today I and do. some insight into maybe things we need to focus on to ensure that you know we continue to head on the right path. So this was great. I love this. <laughs> I personally, she was on nervous. I was, I really was. And the thing is, I had, I do know someone who did um, at a group me I was in. She was looking up our charts, and she did say that I had a really good chart. She didn't like go into super detail, mm -hmm. but I do. She did say, "Oh, you have such a good chart." And I remember her saying, "She's like you're like a Pisces, Pisces." So you. <laughs> Echo, you echoed the same thing so I was like oh that's interesting but like I don't know right but this was really interesting um because so many things I mean are just extremely accurate that yeah. you said and what's also I'm not even going to say weird I'm just going to say it was meant to be was that I personally have just been my mind's been on a lot of things right now <laughs> so like some of the stuff you're saying in regards to like my purpose and messaging how to help people communicating is just like i'm taping it as just a clear indicator like you're on the right path mm -hmm. yeah that's really good i'm glad i could could provide some confirmation for you guys um if you have any questions that you want to ask like after this or you know anytime just message me let me know you know i feel i'd be happy to look at your charts again and provide any clarification of course. So how can people get in contact? Because I just feel like... I think everybody needs this confirmation. <laughs> but I also just feel like I know I'll have, we'll have listeners who will listen like, oh, dang, I think I may want to read anything like that. How can people get in contact with you if they're interested in, in getting a reading or, you know, taking, all your, taking advantage of your services? Right. So you can contact me on Instagram at 10th. That's 10th house, H-S-E, brand, B-R-A-N-D. Um, I'm also on YouTube under the same name. So those are the two main places where you can contact me. And we'll make sure we include your links and everything in the description. So right. So you can... guys can just easily click and, and check her out and her YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, this was great. Yes. Yes, it was. Thank you. So, so We really hope you all take advantage of her services. Hit her up, ask her questions and everything. Definitely view her content. Of course, you can hit us up if you enjoyed learning more about us um, today and need any clarification on anything that we alluded to. Um, definitely email us for topic suggestions, anonymous questions, anything of the sort. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as we have some exciting things coming up for the holiday season. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.